Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com, an in-depth look at the upcoming matchup. Here's Casey Vallier. Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com. I'm your host, Casey Vallier. The Colts travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills on Sunday. And to get us up to date on the Bills is Vic Carucci, who covers the Bills for WGRZ, the NBC affiliate in Buffalo. And he's also on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Vic, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us. My pleasure, Casey. Now, the Bills are one of the heavy favorites to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, and I want to start with the offense. Josh Allen made huge strides in 2020, earned him a huge payday this past offseason. When you look at his play to this point here in 2021, is it on par with the expectations of that contract? Well, you know, I think when you when you get those kinds of deals, um, there's always an inflated sense of what the player can do or what he's expected right. to do. Um, but I would say this, that the Bills – even though I, I think they, they would prefer to have uh, fewer than three losses at this point, they do have to feel good with, you know, having a, a, a pretty uh, a strong sense of, of ability to compete for the AFC title. It is competitive in the entire conference, as you know, and in their division, uh, New England, which right. started out slow, all of a sudden is, is right there on their, their tail um, and, you know, once Tom Brady left the division, the sense was that, hey, the worm has turned and, and now this will belong to Buffalo. Well, uh, maybe with Mac Jones and that defense, it'll it'll be a challenge. But to your point about the contract, I mean, it was well-deserved. He, uh, I, I think he has proven himself to be a franchise quarterback, a right. guy that they can count on for a long time. And I think at the end of it all, as far as the values go, and, you know, we can't, I, I, I've gotten long ago, I stopped doing real world comparisons to what athlete contracts are or, <laughs> right. you know, or, or actors or whatever uh, entertainment people, because they are what you can get with the market will exactly. bear for you. So in his case, um, you know, you, you're going to pay the, the top. You, you drafted this guy in hopes of having a second contract to pay him uh, because he's delivering for you. And you know what? The bills in my mind uh, were, were right and smart to tie him up for, you know, the six years with that extension. One of the things that helps is when you give a guy weapons, and it seems like he's got plenty of weapons at his disposal. You got the you know reigning guy who had the most receptions and receiving yards in the year last year with Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley was an All-Pro for the first time, but they went also out and added Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason. What has his addition meant to that offense? Yeah, Sanders. Uh, uh, Sanders' addition uh, for the Bills has been huge. He. Uh, is definitely um, I, I wouldn't call him a consistent game breaker at the level of a digs, but he is right there as someone who at any moment can give you can deliver that big play. Uh, he was an upgrade over John Brown right. in, a, in a big way, uh, but a you know a veteran who knows how to run routes, who who has great instincts, who is really great in the locker room and and in that receiver room, and I I think the kind of guy that um, that that knows what it takes to win championships because he's done that before. He's only you know one of a couple of guys on that team uh, who's who's understood and, and won a Super Bowl and understood what that means. Uh, and he can, I think, he can make that kind of uh, is making that kind of impact on the offense. Uh, and and now you know with him and you mentioned Beasley, Diggs, of course, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox. You look at that array of targets. And that's the pressure that they usually put on defenses. Who are you going to cover? Joined by Vic Carucci, covers the Bills for WGRZ NBC affiliate in Buffalo and also for Sirius XM NFL Radio. You can catch him there. 
You just brought up Dawson Knox. He's a guy that is kind of becoming more of a household name, definitely for sure. Is he on that next tier below the likes of, you know, Travis Kelsey and George Kittles? I think he's, if he isn't there, he's really close. Uh, Case, I think the the issue for him recently, well, for his whole career, it's been health. It's just staying healthy and available. So uh, off to such a great start this year, then suffers a broken hand. And the misfortune there is, you know, even when you miss a couple of games, uh, in the course of, of this being a 17-game season, it, it obviously limits your Im- ability to impact. But um, he's coming back from that, and I think he's he is you know it'll be interesting to see if he can fully regain because uh, he had surgery. You know, fully regain what he needs to to be uh, the player he looked like at the beginning. I still think he is. He's an outstanding athlete. He's, he's done a better job of getting separation uh, and his concentration, which was an issue early on. Um, he spent the offseason working with uh, a, a visual coach, a hand-eye wow. coordination expert yeah, in Southern California who works with other sports leagues and, and other ath- types of athletes besides football, baseball, hockey. Anyway, uh, gave him a lot of, of techniques and uh, technology to work on, you know, seeing the seeing the ball better and concentrating on it better. And I, I'm not going to say that's a single reason he's blossomed uh, a bit this year, but it's helped. Now, the final thing on the offensive side of the ball, the running game has kind of been the only area where you could kind of look at and say you might need to improve. Devin Singletary, their leading rusher, only is averaging just 44 yards a game. Is this an area for concern moving forward as we head into, you know, the latter part of the year? Well, I think they'd like it to be a lot better, but I don't, I wouldn't call it concern. Um, I, I think it's a, it would be preferred if, if you could consistently run the ball well and effectively, which you know they did against the Jets, but that's really the one time this year when it's, when it's looked, maybe a couple of games this year when it's looked uh, effective. But I, I go back to this. They are a pass-based offense and have been. The pass sets up the run. Uh, and when you go back to the 2020 season, you had a team that was second in the league in total points, second in the league in yards, third in the league in passing. You know where their running game was? 20th. Uh-huh. So so a, a, a poor or struggling run game, which is what they had last year as well, uh, didn't take away from, A, their overall production, and, B, from their ability to finish one game shy of the Super Bowl. You know, get, they won 13 games and, and were obviously in that AFC championship game. And, and I don't think the lack of a running game or effectiveness was the, the major impediment. I'm not going to say that it wouldn't have helped in, in that single game, but uh, if, if you sat back and looked at 2020 and said, you know what they need? They need a better run game. And I didn't say it then. I won't say it now. What they needed after that game, and I know you're going to probably get to this, is a better defense, and, and that they, they have got. It's exactly where I'm going. I mean, you, you, you bring up the defense. We talked about how potent this offense is. The defense may be even more potent. Currently, number one team in total defense. They have the most takeaways in the league. Why is this defense so good? Yeah, and, and that's where I think Brandon Bean, the general manager, and, of course, Sean McDermott as coach, after they lost that Kansas City game, uh, they took a hard look at what they were about and and realized that the defense was – the major stumbling block. Um, It did not play well for most of the season or consistently. Uh, It was really, you know, it was good in 2019. And a lot of the conversation through 2020 was, 
man, if they had the 2019 defense matched up with the 2020 offense, right, yeah. uh, they'd be unstoppable. Well, uh, they've got that now. The defense in, in nine games, I think they've played lights out or close to it in eight of them. Uh, even that Jacksonville game, as ugly as that was, right. and as regrettable as it was for them to you know, play one of their worst games ever in a long time as a franchise, uh, the defense still played well enough. Yeah, they nine points. Well yeah. yeah, so uh, why isn't happening? They've improved the, the pass rush, uh, drafting Greg Rousseau uh, as a top, uh, as their first-round draft pick. Uh, they, they also got Boogie Basham, who's part of the rotation. Starla Tulele's return from uh, COVID opt-out last year has been helpful, even though he missed a, a game last week, the Jets game, with, with uh, after uh, being put on COVID reserve. Not sure of his availability this week. We'll see. Um, and overall, it's been, uh, you know, effective. And I think between the, the the talent that they have there and just improved play, Ed Oliver's played better inside. I think Star Latulale's presence has had something to do with that. Uh, on the interior, uh, you still get some good production from Jerry Hughes, a veteran on the outside, former Colt. Uh, and, and then, you know, the real key from – from day one, from 2017, when Sean McDermott arrived, he built this defense from the back to the front. So the first two big free agent signings were Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer at safety. Right. And then that same year, they traded down. Of course, they traded from the 10th spot where Kansas City moved up to get Patrick Mahomes. Uh, pretty good for them. But Buffalo ends up with, um, you know, Tredavious White at 27. And he becomes as good a corner as I think you're going to have in the league. So it's a, it's been a solid secondary. And I, I think that's helped uh, the pass rush as, as in every other way. Well, I want to dive into that secondary. You mentioned Tredavious White, Micah High, Jordan Poyer. I think these are three elite backs. Is this the best defensive backfield in all of the league? I, it's got to be right there. Right. I mean, I, I think there's some other, you know, good ones, effective ones, but I put that, right at near the top of the list. I know New England's playing well in the back end. Tennessee's playing pretty well on the back end. Uh, you've got a you know a Jalen Ramsey with the Rams. Yeah. Uh, how, how good does that get? I mean, he's unbelievable. And, of course, Dallas with, with uh, Stephon Diggs' brother. Yeah, with Trayvon, yeah. Uh, his, yeah, Trayvon is, is, I think, doing okay, who I think could probably be a receiver like his yeah, brother. Yeah, he could be, yeah. Things out of the ball. But, uh, no, it all seriousness, collectively – uh, you might be right. It, it might very well be the best. Um, it's it's playing what Jordan Poyer, his instinctiveness, his um, just ju- just uh, the way he he is honing in on the ball uh, and and has that ability to to uh, I think feel where the ball is going to go. Anticipate is where I'm going, and and I think that's critical. And you had that Jets game, which was. Amazing because you had the entire secondary, five guys make interception, each one. I mean, I can't think of the last time that happened. That was pretty remarkable. We're talking with Vic Carucci, who's covered the Bills for a long time. Linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, one of the best linebackers in the game. We know he missed last week. How important is he to this defense? He's important. Uh, he's a talented guy. He, he's a, a you know real physical specimen. I mean, a big you know, long player who who has speed, athleticism. Uh, you know, really can can do some extraordinary things physically. Now, having said that, uh, this is where you got a good feel for the depth of this defense. And AJ Klein, the veteran who stepped in for him, 
as a backup. And, and he's been, you know, he stepped in for Matt Milano uh, earlier in the year, and now he steps in for uh, Edmonds this past week. And, and I'll tell you, A.J. is is such a good, uh, uh, such, such uh, uh, an effective player when it comes to knowing where to be and get there before the play gets there. It's just, a, you know, an innate, uh, I know it comes from study and work and all of that, but that's what he relies on. He, athletically, he's not going to blow you away, but he will be where he's supposed to be. So when he's on the field, and, and again, uh, I think they do it. Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator, Sean, they do a really good job of keeping those fresh bodies in the front seven out there. And uh, this this guy has always, I, I think, come through when they've needed him. Final thing with Vic Carucci, covers the Bills for WGRZ, NBC affiliate in Buffalo. Also on, you can hear him on Sirius XM NFL Radio. The Bills are a heavy favorite. Do you think this team is one that can be hoisting Lombardi when the season rolls to an end? Absolutely. Uh, I think we're, we're seeing an, an unusual year in, in that usually by now we get a feel for, and we've had this with Kansas City recently. We've had this. We I can't say we had this with Tampa last year because they kind of came on right in the second half of the season. Right. This year, this is so wide open, probably both conferences for sure, but AFC in particular. I think Tennessee rightfully is at the top, and yes, the Bills lost to them, but it you know really came down to one play. Um, and, and it was the one game where Buffalo's defense uh, struggled and gave up 34 points, but the offense got 31. You look at the rest of the AFC, and Kansas City maybe is catching some fire. New England, uh, again, but with a rookie quarterback, and how long does that go with Mac Jones? But I would say with Buffalo, um, you know, the schedule gets tougher for them now, and, and, be, and certainly after a pretty, which should have been a pretty easy stretch, it gets tougher beginning Sunday with the Colts. And then, you know, you look at, at Thanksgiving, they have a quick turnaround, turnaround on Thanksgiving night yeah. at New Orleans. They got Tampa Bay, they, you know, and then, then, then they get the two games with New England. So it's a, it's a, it's a daunting portion. And it, my sense is if they get out of this and still win a division, and are at least in the hunt for the top seed uh, in the AFC, then yes, I, they absolutely should be able to go go the distance. But uh, it will be interesting. The caveat I'm going to put on it is last year they regretted their inability to host the AFC championship game. Uh-huh. Uh, and if that's the same case now because of these losses to Pittsburgh, their three losses were Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and of course Jacksonville – and one of those, if not all of them, will could bite them in the end because they're AFC losses, right, and those tiebreakers. So we just got to see how it works out. But either way, um, I do think they have what it takes, certainly, to be very much in the hunt for that. Great stuff right there. Vic Carucci of WGRZ NBC affiliate in Buffalo, and also you can catch him on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Thanks again, Vic. Really appreciate the time. My pleasure, Case. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Vic has joined up with Bill Polian to write a book. It's called Super Bowl Blueprints. He and Bill dive into the keys to the greatest football dynasties in all of NFL. They talk with the architects of the greatest teams, from Terry Bradshaw and Mean Joe Green to talk about the Steel Curtain. You also got Jim Kelly and Peyton Manning. All of it is right there, the greatest teams throughout NFL history in this book, the Super Bowl Blueprints with Vic 
Carucci, and Bill Polian. You can pre-order your copy right now. It's available on November 30th. Thanks again, Vic. Really appreciate all the time. The Colts head to Buffalo on Sunday, take on one of the top teams in the AFC in the Bills. Next week, the Colts return home following Thanksgiving to host the reigning Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And to give us some insight next week on the Bucks will be Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. But before that gets here, the Colts are on the road this Sunday to take on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo for a 1 o'clock Eastern kick. Until next week, I'm Casey Valle. Go Colts!